0: Hey everyone, I'm Sabaria,
1: and I'm Nadi. Welcome to our podcast.
0: We are your wealth strategies duo. We are here to solve and help you discover your day-to-day financial doubts.
1: Stick around for real conversations, real strategies from everyday people and practitioners who matter.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of What the Money? The podcast. Wow, Nadi, we have come to the second season of what the money the podcast till date, we are grateful for all the love shares and even inquiries we have been receiving from our listeners. That is indeed our intent to ensure that you have all your questions pertaining to anything money answered and to tell you listeners the truth, we are super excited to what's coming so send those love our way.
1: So today, we will talk about something all of us might think is not important until it happens to us or our loved ones. In our previous episodes or even season, we spoke about crypto inheritance, property matters, and other wealth that revolves around our everyday lives. So today, we are going to talk about wealth inheritance in Islam. What happens upon your passing or your loved one's passing? Must I have a will? Is the
0: inheritance law the same for all Singaporeans? Of course, we are not the expert for this, which is why we invited our guest today, Mr. Janatul Naim from Ethical Wealth Advisory, otherwise known as EWA, to unravel the doubts that we all have. Some background about Mr. Naim, he has been a financial consultant for 12 years and has helped many of his clients with regards to assets distribution and legacy planning. Thank you so much, Mr. Naim, for being with us today. Would you like to introduce a little bit about yourself to our listeners?
2: Hello, Assalamualaikum everybody. Hi, uh, Naeem here. So basically, I'm the Financial Service Director of Ethical Wealth Advisory. So I've been in the industry for the last 15 years, right? And uh, my area of expertise is actually to help families to not just do family planning, but rather planning for their legacy. Right. And to ensure that uh, their loved one will also benefit when they're no longer around. Right. So previously, I was an engineer right, for five years. So yes, I've been serving the community for the last 15 years. So throughout my 15 years in the financial service industry, right, uh, I came across many unique situations. And uh, among them, when you talk about wealth distribution, when you talk about Islamic inheritance, so that's why I have this strong calling in me, right, to go into the community and actually educate the importance of having a proper inheritance planning, which, you know, is also known as estate planning. This is also especially very important for us Muslims in Singapore. For your information, right, we are governed by AMLA. And one of the spectrum that AMLA govern is with regards to estate planning. So what is estate planning? Estate planning is not about the housing estate, okay, which most of my clients will think about that. But rather, estate planning is about how our wealth is going to be distributed once we're no longer around. This is my area of expertise and this is what, as a professional estate planner, this is what I do to help our Malay or our Muslim community out there to plan out their wealth in the event that they're you no know, longer around. Okay,
0: mashallah, Mr. Naim. I mean, from his short introduction, it's pretty intriguing. It's like, you know, he's trying to make our community aware that as much as the present is important, our future, as in when we passed, what's happening, what's going to happen, it's equally important. Yeah. And I forward to this <laughs> episode. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Because, I mean, we are
1: still young. We don't think about it. I, I mean, I haven't thought about it. I, I'm not sure about you, up but tonight, yeah, I,
0: agree.
1: I just got this question. Uh, is it so important for us to have a will in Singapore because we have our own set of wills and nomination regulation in Singapore? So, I mean, for most of us, even like for myself, I don't think it's important. Uh.
2: So, it's a very good question, uh, Nadira. I received a lot of questions similar pertaining to what you have just asked me. Right, before I even address that question, I'd like to debunk some of the myths. that that our community have. And this is what usually I will explain to my client, right? So first of all, now I think a lot of uh, misconception that people have in mind is will equal to wasiat or is wasiat equals to will, Hmm. right? Okay, there's nothing wrong with that uh, because you know, uh, Sabada, uh, Nadira, right? If you go and Google uh, what is will in Malay, it will give you wasiat and vice versa. Correct. Okay? Okay, but what I'm trying to explain uh, now is actually in terms of the legal aspect, right, these two are two different documents. Alright? So, wasiat is uh, how you're going to distribute your assets. Okay? So, you know, uh, just to give a clarification when we are living is what, what we have is called assets. When we no longer mm-hmm. around, our asset become estate. Okay? Uh, okay. So, uh, uh, right, so I will use the, the correct term so that it will be very clear to everyone. So, wasiat is is about distributing your estate, right? Okay. But for will, will itself is an instrument for you to name the respective individual, right? So that once you're no longer around, this individual will be there to administer your estate, right? So these are the first two terms that I want to clarify with the community. Don't get confused between will and wasiat, and, uh, and wasiat and will. Okay. okay, so to answer your question, right, uh, is it very important to have a will, right, and a wasiat, okay, so wasiat, it depends on your family situation, but to have a will is very important, why, okay, so let's say my question to Sabariah, since uh, you have families and you have children, right, yep. so in okay. the event of your passing, who do you think will be the most person that you trust, handle your estate my husband your husband so besides your husband my mom i mean if
0: she's still around yep.
2: if she's still around okay so that is the exact reason why everyone should do that so in the event something were to happen right these two individual is the one that you trust to be able to execute or manage your 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 estate so, that is actually the function of having a will.
0: Uh, okay, okay.
2: Yes, correct. Mm.
0: My mom can administer my will.
2: Yes, correct. That's what you All call right. executor. When you okay. write a will, there is three individuals that you need to name. Right. First is the executor. So, I mean the term executor is very clear enough. Is the person who executes the will. Mm. All right? Right. Second is the trustee. Right? So, the trustee is the one that is holding on to your estate.
0: And that ah. could be my husband.
2: Yes, of course. Anyone huh? that you trust most, it can be within your family, or it can be with uh, not within your family.
0: In right? I an mean, Indian, it could be a friend that I trust so much that can be yes. my trustee. Ah, oh, okay.
2: Right. Uh, and right. last but not least, because uh, we are all having young children, hmm. as an estate planner, I would always take the worst case scenario. Right. If let's say both husband no, uh, and wife no longer around. So who will be the person that you trust most to actually, uh, you know, take care of your children? So that is where you have you can appoint or you can name a legal guardian in your will.
0: This is especially important for a family where worst case scenario both parents passed on. Yep. That's where the will will come into. You know, I mean, it's the will is super important, especially when the situation happens that both parents pass away. Am I right?
2: Yes, I think uh, that can be one of the reasons, right? Because, you know, the will only comes alive when the individual is no longer around.
0: Yep, correct. Okay, okay. Mm. I have another question with regards to this, Naim? Okay, say, mm. I think this this is a very common question where most parents with children, it uh, doesn't matter young or old, but especially with young children eh, that have. Okay, say I nominate my husband, my CPF, I eh? check out my CPF nomination. I nominate my husband 100% my husband nominate me 100% and both of us passed on at the same time. Mm. What will happen to that nomination? I mean, do I have to will it or? yeah? See,
2: I like your question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really like your question.
2: Because this is, this is something that is very uh, practical and this is what most couple would do. Including yep, myself, right. uh, before, before I have all this knowledge, uh, uh, also, you know, uh, husband nominate wife 100%, the wife hmm. nominate husband 100%. Okay, so you see, uh, as an uh, estate planner, right? Like what I mentioned again, uh, I always work, take worst case scenario. So now both husband and wife pass away together at the same time. Hmm. So my next question is, I have to ask, Sabada, in your case, who's older? You or your husband? My husband? Your husband. So, technically, in the eyes of the law, the older individual was assumed to pass away first. So, if let's say in your scenario where you nominate your husband 100% and your husband nominate you 100%, right? So, who passed away first? Your husband passed away first, right? Mm-hmm. So, technically, his nomination will go through because you pass second. You pass away second.
0: Okay.
2: Right? Okay. So, his 100% nomination goes to you. Alright. Right? Okay. Okay. But now... Your nomination, when you want to pass on to your husband, is it valid? It's not valid. It's not. Because your husband already predeceased you. Uh,
0: so,
2: okay, okay, So, as good as your nomination, uh, you don't have, your so-called your CPF is not nominated.
0: Void, so it's void. Uh, okay.
2: It's considered unnominated CPF.
0: nominated okay.
2: Yeah. So, in that scenario, now, your estate, your estate comprises of your husband's CPF, and your CPF.
0: All right. Okay. Okay.
2: Ah, right. So, I'm that, so
0: now I'm dead and rich.
2: <laughs> yes. Dead and rich. That's one yeah. thing. Right. And there's also a problem to it. What's the problem? Now, if let's say according to the law, right, if you do a CPF nomination, okay, right, a minor, that means your children will be able to access the money as early as 18 years old.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. okay 18,
2: yep. So, 18 years old. If you don't nominate, your children will, will be able to access the money at the age of 21. Okay. So, this is the common question I ask to all my clients and I'm going to ask you today. Right, Sabaria? If at the age of 21, your parent were to give you Hundred thousand oh, dollars.
0: Wow, <laughs> jealous. Would you be
2: who you are right now?
0: Definitely not.
2: Yeah. So that is where the risk of giving money to immature individual to handle.
0: Ah, uh, all right, okay, okay. So well, that
2: is a setback, you know, when it comes to that kind of nomination. Okay. Mm. These are the common problems that uh, my client come to me, I would give my advice. What is the best way to do your nomination? Because to me, nomination itself has their own strategy.
0: All right, for that we have to go in-depth. So the listeners, I think we have to, we have to set an appointment with Mr. Nahim, if you want to know further, <laughs> Yeah. I, I think there's a lot to uncover, especially when it comes to a parents nominating children or, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's it's really quite a broad uh, spectrum. Yeah. And I think it's going to take us uh, a long time if we were to <laughs> go on with that that question. Yeah. Okay. So I have another scenario, a friend of mine. Okay. She is single no children and she don't mind where her wealth go upon her passing so what's hmm. your advice to this individual this friend of mine single no children and she do not mind uh, where her money goes
2: okay so basically i need to understand the family tree first before I are able to give ah, an okay, advice okay. on that. Because I need to know exactly, right? If something happens to that lady, if she don't do any planning, because in Singapore, right, under the Amla, right, for Muslim, if we don't do any planning, the mm-hmm. default distribution is Fara'id.
1: Okay. okay? Right. So
2: if it goes through the Fara'id distribution, that is where we, I need to know how is the individual family tree. So if let's say the parent is still around of course the father will get the lion's share mm, then uh, after that is the mother and also the siblings okay? okay so now the question is right if that is something that is what that individual intention is yes then you can go by the faraid default right mm-hmm. but he feels that you know uh if that individual feels that oh i want to give more share to the mother because You see, everybody know in Islam, right? The the male will always have a bigger share compared to the female. You
0: have agreed.
2: So if let's say I were to take, if I were to compare the father and also the mother, of course the father would have more shares than the mother. So if that's what she wants, then we can go the default by Farai. But if that is something that your friend wants to plan and maybe she wants to ensure that, okay, it's distributed 50-50 between the dad and also the mom, uh, that is where estate planning will need to come in. Right? Okay. okay that's where she then, need to
0: draft the will for that.
2: Okay. So, you see, estate planning and will is two different components. Okay? We need to do the estate planning first because estate planning uh, is about the numbers. So, as an estate ah, planner, all right, right, what I do is I will run these numbers with my client. Right? After which, then I have to identify what is the client intention. Okay. Numbers so and
0: intent. Okay. Yes,
2: numbers and intention. So once this is done, then I will help the client to draft out the will according to these two inputs.
0: Okay, I understand. Ah. Okay, now, 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 now I'm I'm seeing the bigger picture.
2: Mm. I'm seeing the
0: bigger picture. Right. So so the will comes after the, the numbers. And the intent of the person doing up the wheel. I mean, in a situation where this friend of mine is that, you know, if she wants to give her mom more, then of course you have to run through the numbers and ensure that it's the mother will get more through the estate planning. Yes. If far right, definitely correct. the father will get more.
2: If you don't do any planning, the default will be far right. Okay. Right? Oh,
0: if you don't do any planning. Okay, okay. Mm,
2: right? Because besides far right, right there's also an instrument called wasiat okay so this wasiat also a lot of people confuse okay
0: i can understand you know, totally <laughs> I, yeah you know
2: client client come and tell me naim i want to wasiat my house to my wife Commoner. Commoner. Common, yes.
0: common. i want common. to
2: wasiat my bank account to my daughter Okay. But you cannot, is... you
0: cannot wasiat your car, right? Because car is technically dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think we need to, uh, you know what, usually I, I inform my client that we need to understand that wasyat cannot be from family member. So the husband cannot wasiat to the wife because wife is a family member, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, ah, the, yes, the yes. father cannot wasyat to the child because the child is a family member. So who, who can receive wasiat? Those non-family members. For example, okay. if let's say the family have an adopted child, then you can wasiat. Okay. If let's say uh the grandmother or the grandparent want to give out to the grandchildren,
0: uh, yes, right?
2: yes. then that is where you can do wasiat because grandchildren will not get anything from the Farah distribution.
0: So, like for example, my mom wants to give to my children, she has she to has do to do a wasiat. Ah, uh, okay, yes. okay. It, it cannot right. be just verbal not is counter, your uh, word
2: against my word. You know, when when so, the day to uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't work, we have to understand mm-hmm. our family dynamics, okay?
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Because okay. Islam okay, Naim, is, I have a yeah. question. What if it's verbal but it's recorded?
2: Okay, you see, uh
0: ah.
2: from the Islamic perspective, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. From the Islamic perspective, a wasiat is valid uh, if you have two male witnesses witnessing the whole conversation. Two
0: male okay? witness, okay. Wow. two male we
2: must be two male witnesses, okay. Brought from the legal perspective. Uh, that is where the big question mark. That's why you know our even our beloved prophet, right? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam always mentioned if you got wasiat you need to write down. You need to write down. Okay. So that there is no question about it. You know, there's no like
0: there's no uh, like, lah. Yeah, there's no contest,
2: argument. argument. Okay. okay. So okay, besides grandchildren, you can also wasiat to charity organization. Okay. So if I were to take your scenario tadi right? Your, your friend who is single, right? Maybe she has an intention to do Amal Jariah, right?
1: Correct. Right.
2: right? So that is where she can do a WhatsApp right. under a charity organization, right? But on one condition, wasat cannot be more than one-third. Uh, that is where Islam is fair. Right? Okay. One All third right. you give to your non-family member. Two-thirds will still remain in the family member, which is the Farah beneficiary so whatever happened right islam still protects every individual wow okay. that's
0: the beauty of our religion eh? yes that's the beauty right. of our
2: religion is complete but yet there's not it's not complete yet because there's also another instrument is what we call hiba right hiba okay. is hadiah in simple term okay and hiba
0: so, uh, compromise of our nominations is it
2: yeah, That's so Hibah. Hibah, yeah. if Hibah, you talk about simple term is hadiah, right? So, you can give to your family member or non-family member. Okay. Right? And for Hibah, there is no limit also. Okay? So, that is where everybody come and tell me, okay, Naim, now everything I want to go hiba. Yep. Right? Because it to. seems so, I mean, it seems so simple. Okay, lah. So, yeah. aku buat Hibah, lah. You know, everything I do Hibah. Correct. But, again, right, we have to ensure that whatever Hibah you do, it must be in line with the legal perspective, right? So, like to answer your question just now, right? Is Hiba equals to nomination? Yes, CPF nomination is also a form of Hiba that is legal. Okay, if you do have insurance, insurance nomination is also a form of Hiba, and these two are legal. Meaning, anyone want to contest, they cannot win. So, you see, when you do HIBA also, you, I personally, right, as an estate plan, I want to ensure when my client do HIBA, nobody can contest, right? And if, let's say, you have a bank account, right, your bank account must be joint account. It cannot be single account. Because single account must parait, right? Uh, joint account, it follows the last survivor, right? The last survivor of the account will have full ownership over that money. So, this is the three uh, hiba that you can do that is legal, Right, the other heba that you can do that is legal is property, right? So let's say now you are having a property, right, Sabaria. So definitely, I think the agreement is joint tenancy. Yep,
0: yeah, correct for uh, HGB. So
2: joint, yeah, for HGB, right? So joint tenancy, the default last survivor have full ownership. So no need to do extra documentation. The joint tenancy agreement itself is already a heba.
0: Mm. Oh, okay, ah. okay,
2: okay, okay. whatever that I mentioned earlier, these are all legal heba, which if you have done it, nobody can contest.
0: But for property, uh, private property, does it work hmm. the same way as HDB property, name?
2: Okay, so for private property, it all depends on what kind of agreement that you sign. So, because for private property, you can also go for joint tenancy.
0: Uh, so, if right. you okay, sign okay. a
2: private property on a joint tenancy agreement, mm. the HIPAA will kick in. But if you choose the tenancy in common, uh, that is yeah. where the Farah 8 division will need to come.
0: Oh, all oh, right, Okay.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Wow. And if wow. let's say happen,
2: <laughs> if let's say happen, your friend, right, does not single buy a house, single ownership, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
0: hmm. correct. If
2: it happen that she passed on, also must go Farah 8.
0: For that property.
2: Yes, correct. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> nadi, uh Nadi, Okay, when you buy a private, you know what to do, eh?
2: <laughs> Mister
0: <meet Mr>. <laughs> Okay, since we are on this topic on wealth, how hmm. about debt? Mr. Naim, can I put a debt in my will, upon my death, like nominate someone in my will to pay off my debt? Apa?
2: Okay, so that is why, right, uh, I always encourage my client to do a will. Because one of the documents that is attached to your will, is the schedule of assets, okay? So basically, I would ask my client to list down all whatever assets that they have. You know, their property, their money in the bank, their insurance policy, right? Uh, I mean, even property local, overseas. So every asset that you have, you have to list it down, right? Then at the same time, whatever debt that you have, you know, your credit card debt, your renovation debt, you know, whatever debt that you have you also need to list it out under that schedule of assets why this schedule of asset becomes very important and it's attached to your will right because just imagine right nadi you are the executor mm-hmm. of the will of course you need to know all this information right Correct, correct right so with that schedule of assets already attached to your will will it make things easier for you yeah, right, definitely definitely. So, definitely. so that's why the schedule of asset is there to, to help the executor. And to answer your question again, when an estate is being formed, when someone passed on. Okay, so that's why eh, a lot of people don't understand the faraid, especially you know, female, eh, they always go against faraid, they say, Oh, faraid the lucky da part la be, kurang, right. So again, we need to understand kenapa Allah created the Fara'id system. Because before any money is being put aside for Fara'id, mm-hmm. the executor need to ensure that they settle all the debt. Interesting. Ah, debt the right. debt has
0: to go first.
2: Debt has to go first. So if there is a balance, then, then the, no, the will will kick in first. The, lead, the WhatsApp will kick in first. The one-third will kick in first.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Ah,
2: then Berlin, baru Faraid. You see wow. how Islam, you see how, how Allah has planned the things for us.
0: MashaAllah. So that's right. I mean, it's, this is new knowledge for me, to be honest. And I believe hmm. for a lot of our listeners as well. Right. Because hmm. it's like, you know, when somebody passes every, I mean, most of us, eh, uh, sorry, pardon me. Eh, I think most families will talk about Faraid first. Mm. because again again not many are aware of the importance and the need to do up a will or a wasiat mm. right. yeah so uh, semua bubuh safari so jadi tiba-tiba jadi um, ustazah ustaz google yeah <laughs> oh, ini kena ini kena faraid
1: hey, okay i'm the i'm the man in the family i will get yeah. more than you huh? all. correct
0: so happens so, this is knowledge this is new knowledge for all of us mashallah thank you i mean i have to thank you Mr. Naim, for this new knowledge because that, that then we'll after that Wasiat, Wait, then wasiat baru Faraid. Right. Wow, so, this is
2: uh, new order. <laughs> I'm going to give you another problem that a lot of us will overlook. Okay. You see, yeah? because now you have an estate, right? Let's say sekarang you are the harta peninggalan. Okay. 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 Contohlah, your harta peninggalan is let's say hundred thousand. Okay.
0: Alright. Now,
2: okay. your hutang is hundred and fifty thousand. Wow.
1: wow, so means hutang okay. is more than whatever you left behind.
2: So that is where I always tell my client this is what we call a bankrupt estate. It becomes a negative estate.
0: Negative okay. Okay. Then
2: now now my question oh. is siapa nak langsaikan hutang ni? Betul. So, Tadi dia tolak dia
0: dia, dia, dia tolak and dia, dia, and dia, right. dia, dia tolak <laughs> dia.
2: <laughs> exactly. You know when it comes betul, to eight, right? everybody won. Betul, betul. Right? Tapi when it comes to hutang, siapa yang akan tanggung?
1: Wants anak nobody,
2: <laughs> no, no, nobody wants to tanggung, right? Eventually, you know, usually right, the spouse have to take the burden. So that is where, like what I mentioned earlier, as an estate planner, right, it's very important for me to run these numbers with my client. To highlight to them, right? in the event they pass on, I want to make sure that the estate is not bankrupt. The estate doesn't become negative.
0: That's why planning right now, when you are still around, alive and you know healthy, that's the best time that you are actually planning for your estate.
2: Yes, correct. Right, and uh, there's no one that is too young to plan for estate. Because we need to debunk this myth. Uh. Estate planning is not to talk about writing a will. It's not to talk about writing a wasiat or even want to distribute your asset. No, no. Mm. Estate planning is about identifying your numbers, knowing your numbers. And after that, understanding what is your intention. That is what estate planning is all about. Once it's done, then we get all this, this document draft out. And then it becomes complete.
0: Okay, I have a scenario. Okay, Okay. I mean, because this is really like great knowledge to know and to actually impart onto our family. First, before we actually share with others, right? We want to talk about estate planning. We want to talk about harta with family members, but it's such a sensitive topic. It's such a sensitive topic. And we'll have our, our elders who say, oh, I'm not dead yet and you all are eyeing my wealth. Start to have disagreement, unhappiness and things like that. How do we actually overcome that? Like,
2: discuss okay. with your family. Yeah. yeah. Okay, So, basically, uh, that's what I say. I always inform my client. My objective is never about how you want to distribute your estate when you're no longer around. That means, bukan nak, macam mana nak bagi harta you. Okay? my objective okay. when I meet my client is to help you, to guide you through the process of identifying who you trust most to handle all, all your estate once you're no longer around. So that I think is the first step, right? Because let's like, say for example, right, uh, that family let's say one, two, the other a few children. Basically, I think among all these children, right, there will be one or two that the parent would trust most. So that if that is the scenario, uh, that is where we can talk about identifying who is the person that is able to handle this. Because orang yang nak jadi executor, orang yang nak jadi trustee dia punya amanah dia tinggi
0: berat amanah berat
2: amanah dia berat correct so dia tak boleh anybody right so as responsible parents we need to do this planning for our children
0: so we have to start identifying among our children who we can rely on who's most yes. reliable yeah yes exactly okay. oh.
2: right hmm. i need
0: to do a reliability test <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: let's say for both of us, our children are still young. How? They cannot be our executor. They cannot be our trustee. Right? So that's yeah. why we have to outsource and look at, oh, siapa yang kita next? Eh? Yeah. Kalau let's say now, I believe, you know, if something happens to us, it's always either our spouse or our husband. Don't? Correct. Right. But now, if let's say both of us are not who's the yeah, next person?
0: The worst, worst, we have to always think of the worst case scenario. Eh? Like,
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: It's a scary thought, but it's yeah. a real situation.
2: Correct. Hmm. So, just imagine, if let's say we, as the parent, cannot identify this individual to really look after our children. What made you think when we no longer around, our family members will be able to identify this person? Yeah.
0: It will
2: become more complex, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, that is what the first step towards doing your estate plan.
1: Wow. Okay. I
2: have not even talked about harta. (laughs)
1: ah. (laughs)
0: So...
1: (laughs) this topic right real estate planning said, actually it's really a huge and scary term it's not something that we talk about to anyone every day and even it's
0: sensitive yeah
1: I, I mean honestly even I haven't talked to my loved one about this yeah mm. right so like at the same time you make us realize today that it's so important to do this even for me I'm single now that you talk about actually whatever scenario asap uh, was sharing like I'm single I got no child. I also feel that I don't mind it goes to anybody Mm. All right, so but you made me realize that okay, Nadi, you need a will, it, it's still very important, although you are single. So, Nadi, I just want to ask you because it's such a huge topic, and it's something like Amana, is so heavy. How much does it cost ni, to even write a will? I mean, the cost can be it might be scary man, to us.
2: Actually, every one of us can write our own will on okay. our own, but the question is is it according to the legal term?
0: Is it valid or not? Is that, is that the term?
2: I mean, all will are valid. All will ah, all, are right, valid. all right, all right. Okay,
0: okay, okay. It, does
2: it meet the legal term? So, if it doesn't, then do you think that it will create more problem for your family member later on? So, that's why to me, eh, right, uh, as an estate planner, right, I always refer this to the expert, which is the lawyer, right? Because they are good at drafting all these documents. I mean, to me, I uh, always get my trusted lawyers to come in uh, to help my client to draft up.
1: So you need the, a lawyer, is it? Must have a lawyer.
2: You don't need actually, but to ensure that the document is foolproof.
0: So that when the time comes, the document is, it can be acted administered. accordingly. Administered. Yes. Yeah. Ah, no conflict. Correct. La. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. For, okay.
2: Yeah, for example, right? WhatsApp Maximum wanted, right? You salah yeah. kira. Little bit is Then your sala valid top
0: ah okay. Oh, okay
2: okay. Then it becomes contestable. So when it comes to contestable, right, then the default setting goes back to Farah, right? So the fees, right, What and I fees? know is in the range of thousand five to two thousand five per person.
0: Thousand
1: five to two thousand five. Okay. regardless of how much wealth I have, whether I'm a millionaire eh, or I only have ten thousand dollars.
2: So so, okay, for me, right, I think there's another topic that we can talk about maybe next time. Because okay. to me, right, uh, that 1,005 to 2,005 is just not writing a will. It also inclusive of lasting power of attorney. In short, we call it LPA.
0: Oh, yes. That is another topic, topic for another day.
2: Right, because why we have to bundle this together just to give a, a short description. Will only comes alive when that person pass on, right? So, what if the person loses mental capacity before death? So, the will will activate, that's where the LPA will come in. So, that price of thousand five to two thousand five is actually a bundle between a will and an LPA together.
1: Okay, so it's more than just like a will. Now, we talk, about, uh, we talk about LPA, which we won't talk, we won't cover today. It's yep. another whole big topic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, Correct. so,
1: okay. After this, I'm going to see the lawyer. Okay But what, Mr. Nair, what should I do After I done my, my will Do I need to inform anybody Or I can just keep it to myself Because Itself It's a legal document Yeah Right
2: I think you watch too many uh, Drama Right <laughs> uh, you Oh watch, my god You watch <laughs> You watch, you, <laughs> you watch all those You know Piramli You know Like Tiga Abdul Right Oh sudden Suddenly the will come out <laughs> Yeah Right? Uh, correct, Betul correct. tak? I, I, that's what our community uh, is taught. Oh, WhatsApp ni nak kena dalam briefcase. right? Then the lawyer maskar buka. They then <laughs> <laughs> then they macam scroll je kan? <laughs> then all sudden all the unrelated uh, individual semua datang ni.
0: Correct, correct. Right? Drama. Daddy, you drama. watch too much drama. Drama. <laughs> 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 ha? We got holdings dia
2: okay. jadi nama siapa ni? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the way I do it, right, and the way uh, my trusted lawyer do it, right, we want to be very transparent, right, so just now we're talking about the executor, the trustee, and the legal guardian, right, right. this individual must be around when the testator, the testator is the person that who writes the will, eh? okay, is okay? Okay. there to sign his or her will, so is, so there's no way that this executor, trustee, and legal guardian will come and tell us that, oh, they do not know that the will is, is there because they will be around during the signing of all this document. So basically, it's a known document for everyone. Then to add a second layer of protection, right? I always advise my client to register the will under the registrar. Free. So oh, in the okay. event right, that that document is missing, Right there, you can always go back to the registrar of will to retrieve a new set of will there, okay? And use it, you know, once it's needed.
0: There's a process, there's steps to it, oh, yeah. and it will be guided by the lawyer, eh?
2: yeah? So, me and the trusted lawyer will work together to ensure that it's a smooth experience for the client, all
0: right? All right, hmm. okay, Naim, So, what if I'm not rich? Is a will or was necessary for me? And what are the, some important financial steps I need to do before and after doing up my will?
2: You see, what I talk to my client. Bang, mm-hmm. usually when we are alive, we always say that we got no heart.
0: Correct.
1: Right? Correct.
2: But the moment we cross over the line and go for our permanent holiday, uh, that mm-hmm. is where all the heart will come out. <laughs> permanent
0: holiday. <laughs> permanent, holiday. <laughs> permanent holiday. Scary, holiday, scary, okay? Thought. Okay. scary, thought. scary <laughs> thoughts.
2: Scary thoughts. Scary thoughts. Permanent <laughs> holiday, right? So, you know, death is scarier. But I use the word uh, permanent holiday, but I'm sure you guys understand what's permanent holiday. Yep. So be it whether you have a lot of assets, you don't have a lot of assets, I think what usually I inform my client is, who is the person that you trust most to handle all this? If you have identified this person and you want this person to help you to ease the responsibility of your other family member, mm-hmm. that's where the will will come in. Because oh. we need to understand how the will is not about distributing your wealth.
1: Correct, the will correct.
2: is appointing the right individual to help you to administer your estate.
0: Okay. Mm. For us all today is to find somebody we can trust very much because I think Mr. Naim has emphasized that about finding someone trustworthy to actually help us administer or execute our estate when we passed on. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Mr. Naim, can you share with us one last info you feel that it's important for our listeners to know with regards to... Wealth distribution Like really important For them to take I mean I For the past 30 minutes To 45 minutes We I mean we've learned a lot But what is really One important thing That okay You guys listen to our podcast Don't forget this
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay So You know I understand Everyone Including myself uh, We always uh, Know That wealth accumulation Is very important Correct Correct Right And that's what uh, That's what we do We are very focused On getting our Financial planning done Right. You know, we save in the bank, right? Then, I uh, you know, we invest our money in, uh, through stocks and crypto, yeah. right? And some of us even take up saving plans, you know, with financial institutions and other right. things. We want to ensure that we grow our wealth, right? But uh, having a financial planning uh, is like building a house. But doing estate planning is like putting a door to the house.
0: Wow. Okay? wow. Just imagine, nice just, words, imagine
2: ah, just imagine, just imagine. Right, you have a house without a door. How?
0: Kucing boleh masuk.
2: <laughs> Not only kucing, anybody can go in and <laughs> go your
0: stuff, yeah.
2: Without you realizing, you no, know, because you got no door.
0: True. Wow. Oh, okay. Right,
2: to me, right estate planning is a is like a dollar to your financial planning, right? Because this is to ensure that our wealth is distributed to our loved ones. Right. according to our intention, where we're no longer around. Right. So that's why I'm very passionate about estate planning. Right. Because I want to ensure right, uh, the right individual will have the right amount of resources. Right. So that the family is able to sustain with or without without that person around. Yeah.
0: I think it's about leaving our family responsibly. Eh?
2: Yep. Correct. This is what estate planning is all about, building the dog.
0: Building doors. a door, wow. Well, yeah. Financial planning, the house, <laughs> estate planning, the door. And yes. it comes together. I mean, it has to yes. come together. MashaAllah, mashallah. Okay, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mr. Janatul Naim, for sharing with us with regards to wealth distribution. I'm sure all of us, including me and Nadi, have learned something right. new, something beneficial. And I think knowledge is definitely power. So to all our listeners, you can drop us inquiries or questions or even doubts at the Wealth Strategies Duo for wealth-related matters, okay? Yeah, so Mr. Naim, thank you for
1: all the info today. I mean, uh, if you guys have any question, you can just drop us a DM in, on our IG. And if it's for Mr. Naim, we will forward it to him and uh, let him answer you guys. Uh, so thank you for listening to What The Money The Podcast. See you again. Bye. Bye. Bye.